The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Inside Out with your host, Beth Green. This is James Maynard, your co-host. Today's topic, Altered States. Let's talk about experience and co-create one. Participate, even if you're not with us live. A lot of people talk about altered states of consciousness, but are they real? And if so, what's the point of them? Can we experience them without drugs? Can they make us more wise, more connected spiritually? Or are they dangerous? Let's talk about altered states. Co-host Beth Green and myself will share some of our experiences, and we invite you to share as well. Then Beth and the Guru, one of Beth's personas, will lead a process which will hopefully help us co-create a drug-free altered state of consciousness for hosts and listeners alike, hopefully one that will help us be more expanded but also more grounded. Feel free to call in or email Beth with your thoughts or questions. And now here is your host, Beth Green, from the Inside Out. Hi, welcome today to today's show. I am feeling slightly crazed because I don't know who came up with this idea that we should (laughs) co-create an altered state on the radio today. And whoever it was, I hope, is here to make this happen because I have no idea what we're going to do. So let's start. I think we should start with um, some comments about altered states and why people want them. So, you know, some of it was suggested even in our intro. You, um, I don't know if it's part of what you read, uh, James, but it was part of our written intro, which is that some people use other dimensions or altered states to make themselves look more interesting. It's like, oh, yes, I was in an altered state of consciousness and uh, I could see the entire universe in my third eye. And this, the person is was actually high on drugs at the time, or uh, was delusional, or maybe they were squinting, or maybe they really were in an altered state. <laughs> you know, but what what in fact was the point? And then when the person comes out of it, they're the same jerk they were ten minutes before. <laughs> so you know, there's I, I I don't know. I have great hesitation discussing this topic, and yet this is what I felt guided to do because. What can I tell you guys, you who are our listeners? Uh, these ideas come to me from an, another dimension of reality. It's like, do we show on such and such? And then we're stuck with having to make it happen, right? <laughs> but I would like to say on another level that altered states, before we get to the good stuff, that uh, we all have experienced altered states. Um, I would say, for example... Anybody who's eaten sugar has experienced an altered state. <laughs> it, uh, sugar really does change the way we experience reality. Some of us get jittery. Uh, some of us get kind of excitable. Um, you know, there's a physiological something or other that happens in our bodies, you know, whether it's insulin or something happens to our brain chemistry and our state of 
consciousness, our state of awareness is altered. So the first thing that I think we need to recognize is that there is no normal state of consciousness that Mm -hmm. is absolute, discrete, finite, and static, and that we are all actually moving among many different states of consciousness. For instance, we could be dreaming or in la-la land fantasizing or having a lucid dream or we could be drunk or we could be very excited. And each one of these experiences actually changes us, changes our brain chemistry or or that our brain chemistry is changing our state. I don't know the science of that, but you understand what I'm trying to say. You know, when I first started to do this kind of work, I started to channel food plants, and this was back in the 1980s. And uh, I used to say that the, the voice that was speaking to me was God. So this is the way it came to me. It's like God was telling me that uh, every food is a drug. And you have to be very aware of the impact of every food on you. It could be sugar, as we mentioned before. It could be salt. It could be um, a carrot or a piece of celery. It's going to change us. It's going to have an impact not only on our bodies, but also on our states of mind. And um, I think more and more people are recognizing this mind-body-spirit connection, and there's more attention being paid to what we're putting in our body, not only because of what it does to our bodies, but also to what it does to our minds. So the first thing we want to do is smash that idea that there is a, a quote, normal state of consciousness, and that any of us ever attains that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, as long as I have emotions, which is probably as long as I exist, I am fluctuating between different states of consciousness. Uh, sometimes I'm very alert and aware. I've gotten enough sleep and I'm right there. And other times I'm so stressed out that I'm not even aware that I just, you know, drove the car into the wall. You know, what is that if it's not that we are in a, quote, altered state of consciousness that actually impacts our ability to perceive reality? Now, Another thing I'd like to share, this is all coming to me right now, so I'm so relieved I have something to say on the subject, um, is that uh, many of us live in a state of consciousness which is half dumb, half deaf, and half blind. And uh, I mean no offense to disabled people whatsoever, but what I am saying is that because of our stress level, our energy level, what we put in our bodies, alcohol, drugs, whatever it is, um, prescription drugs as well, we are very often in a kind of a muffled place, if you understand what I mean, or fatigue can do this to us, um, where we are not really very present to what's actually happening. My head, for example, is often somewhere else. When I was a young girl, I would walk down the street just coming home from school, and uh, we had uneven streets where I grew up in Queens, and you could easily hit the street and go flying. Do you understand what I mean by that? That the street wasn't level. 
And um, I was never enough in my body to pay any attention to what was coming up, what was right under my feet. And so I would fall a lot. (laughs) And that's an example of being, in a sense, in an altered state of consciousness and thinking that's normal because I wasn't aware I was in my living in my head. In other words, I was using my mind to escape my body. Now, let's take this thought a little further. When people talk about altered states, of course, we're talking about going into other dimensions and so on, and I'm going to get to that. But also, let's look at why people want to go into altered states of consciousness. It's usually because we won't want to be where we are. I, um, I'm very nervous. This is not true for me, by the way, but I'm speaking as the generic guy. I'm very nervous, and I'm very uncomfortable with that nervous feeling, so I think I'm going to smoke some pot. Now, why am I smoking pot? Well, some people will tell you, oh, well, it really puts me groovy in you know, relation to the universe. But for most people, they're smoking pot because they're trying to deal with some emotional state that they want to avoid, like how stressed out they are. I know many businessmen, um, having been a counselor and a consultant for many years, who regularly smoke dope uh, in order to deal with the stress of their business. They don't smoke it in the office but they do as soon as they can. And uh, how many people, of course, uh, reward themselves with a cocktail at the end of the day? Or the cupcake. How many of us are in the dumps? We are feeling really depressed, and so we eat sugar. We are trying to alter our state of consciousness. We are trying to feel different. Another way that we try to alter our state of consciousness is through love Connection, hugging, sex. I mean, think about it. Read a book. For me, it's solitaire. You know, I'm feeling too much, (laughs) too much in the field. I'm feeling too much anxiety, and I'm getting out of here. So I sit down, and I try to micro-focus on something that is going to marginally take up my uh, mind, but will somehow... Build up a fortress between me and what I am experiencing. So, I don't want to call that a negative use of altered states of consciousness, but I do want to point out that they are not always for, quote, elevated reasons. They're usually for escape. And ultimately, escape will damage us because when we come back from whatever our altered state or high, Nothing has changed and we are the same. Now, what is the really positive use of an altered state of consciousness is to actually change us, not during the experience, but afterward. So, for example, I had uh, a, a meditation teacher that I knew and she said that if it weren't for her daily meditation, she could not have lived through the death of her husband who died from cancer in the with as much grace as she did. Now that was a very positive utilization of a non-drug altered state of consciousness that didn't just give her relief in the moment which drugs have a tendency to do, but then cause an immediate backlash. 
that actually helped her to become calmer all day. And people who do meditate sometimes have that experience. Then, to be perfectly honest with you, there are people who meditate and go into very high places, and when they come out, nothing has changed. I don't mean nothing in the external reality has changed. I mean nothing in the internal reality has changed. So, I'd I'd just like to open our discussion with that. As we have promised, we are going to do a collective altered state of consciousness at some point in this program, uh, probably towards, you know, the, the later stages. But first I'd like to ask you, James, to give out our phone number so people can call and share their experiences and questions. Yes. I'd be happy to. And there's also some things I'd like to share about altered states as well. Absolutely. I'd love you to do that after you give out the number. Sure. Uh, the phone number to call is one eight six six. Four seven two five seven nine five. That's one eight sixty six four seventy two fifty seven ninety five. So why don't you please join us in this discussion? Uh, if you want to email a question or comment, you can email us at beth at bethgreen dot org. Yes, and I'd like to reiterate, by the way, that we have said that you can participate in this uh, collective. A creation, co-creation of an altered state of consciousness, even if you're not with us live, because that is the amazing thing about consciousness. It is not bound by the rules of time and space. But certainly before we get into that, we'd, I'd love to invite you, James, to share some of your thoughts and experiences. I'd be happy to. Well, you know, I, I've been in pursuit of altered states for uh, over 40 years, uh, ever since my mid-20s. Uh, and before, uh, beginning with meditation and then ultimately culminating in be, being trained as a hypnotherapist and uh, helping people to achieve altered states in order to, to access embedded material in their unconscious mind and uh, further the healing, which is a lot of what I bring to when you and I work together. But uh, some people might ask, well, are altered states real? That, that, that's one of the questions we posed for this show. And I'd like to share that in biofeedback research, there are different levels of brainwave frequency that have been identified that represent different levels of altered state-ness of the brain. One is the beta brainwave frequency, which measures at 14 to 33 cycles per second. As a person gets more relaxed into another spectrum, we have the alpha level, which is 7 to 14 cycles per second, and then even deeper, the theta level, 4 to 7 cycles per second, and then ultimately the delta level, a very, very deep, deep state of relaxation of 0.5 to 4 cycles per second. So these are gradations of altered states uh, that are represented in the brain and the nervous system and can be measured and have been measured in biofeedback research. So altered states are real. And the more deeply you relax, really, the the better you generally feel, the more whole you feel, and uh, more connected. Uh, So that's one of the reasons people like to meditate. Uh, That's one of the reasons I love to take people into deeply altered states in the hypnotherapy work, as well as take myself into those kind of states, because I feel that deep, deep peace and relaxation, which then enables other things to be experienced. Well, aren't there other kinds of altered state experiences that you've had that you'd like to share? 
Sure. Um, well, of course, uh, I've had some profound meditative experiences, experiences of high levels of dimensions of the divine, which felt to me like very high, uh, vast experiences uh, of the cosmos, the universe. Well, I'm thinking, uh, I'm sorry, uh, I'm thinking of the other kind. <laughs> which which <laughs> kind are you referring the to? The drug kind. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And yes. uh, we have just a couple of minutes before our first commercial break, and I'd love you to share something about that, James. Yes, uh, back in my uh, mid-20s, I did experiment with, uh, with hallucinogenics. And so I certainly did have hallucinogens. Uh, hallucinogenic experiences uh, but that was something making something happen it certainly opened me up to other possibilities of what can be experienced in the mind but there was a limitation and a lid on it uh, and so I got away from that and meditation turned out to be a much more whole way to go into heightened states of awareness without this, the negative effects as well as self-hypnosis and other and- Things. And don't you think that some of the altered state experiences that people have on drugs are drug experiences that they believe are something else? It's like if you are shifting the way you're perceiving reality, you actually believe that reality has changed. Uh, a very simple example of that is if you wear uh, lenses or glasses, if you're wearing sunglasses, you see the world as a certain color. Yes. And when you take the sunglasses off, you see the world hasn't changed at all. That is completely perception. (laughs) I've done that with rose-colored glasses. (laughs) Exactly. I think that we all have. So having really kind of discussed a bit of some of the self-delusions that we get into about altered states, I do want to say that I, too, have had many, many uh, experiences uh, going into other dimensions and being in altered states as a spiritual student and teacher over the years. And I would like to share something about that too, but this was the first thing that we had to admit. And so now we're going to be going uh, into a commercial break. Don't go away. When we come back, we are going to continue our conversation about altered stakes. We're going to bring in the guru, and we are going to have some kind of an experience. And please don't forget to call in. So don't go away. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel Bring Beth into your world in person or via the internet Learn how by visiting her website BethGreen.org At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org.
invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Uh Today we're getting inside out about altered states. We are going to, we hope, experience one together. Uh, but first we're really getting inside out about why we want them, the good reasons and the not so good reasons. And I did promise that we're going to bring the guru on the show, but before that, James would like to share a little bit more. Yes, I'd like to add to what I shared because uh, I wasn't as fully inside out as I could have been. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll be more forthcoming. Uh, When I did hallucinogenics, uh, I was in law school. There was a lot of stress, a lot of tension, a lot of pressure. And also I'd been something of a social activist while I was in law school, crusading for equal justice, that sort of thing. And when I first took a, a hallucinogen, which is LSD, I was disillusioned with uh, the political movement uh, that I was involved with, and also I was looking for an escape from harsh realities, and so I found it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And it was weird, and it was strange, and it was delusional, Uh, So, but it was uh, a a pure escape, pure escape. And, yeah. of course, each time you, you go up, you come down. And yeah. uh, uh, so every high was followed by a low. And so yes. that didn't feel so good. And that's why I let go of it after a few months uh, when I joined a, a school that had meditation and a rule not to do any drugs. And then I discovered that I could have a much better, higher uh, whole experience with meditation. However, there was still that escapist uh, tendency in myself which continued all the way up until recent years uh, when I was practicing law, and I would get really stressed out. And then I'd take a 15, 20-minute meditation break, and all those, that was such a relief. I would just go into these deeply relaxed, peaceful states, feel so good, so whole, and then I'd, and then I'd come back and re-encounter the same stuff. I'd feel initially better. Uh, it, would, it would last a little while, and then I would get back into it. <laughs> and so uh, I've learned over the years that I really have to do the healing on what's driving the stress uh, so that um, I, whatever deeper peace I can achieve through the healing can carry through in each and every day as much as possible. So, Yeah, you know, I'm so glad that you mentioned that, uh, James, because I have something else to share about that. I have done a, a lot of workshops, and in many, many of these workshops, I have the power to tap into the power. It's not my power, of course. The power to tap into the power that helps us to move into elevated states of consciousness. And I had, I've had students or workshop participants who have been afraid because they had bad experiences where they went into altered states and they turned into what felt like psychotic experiences, frightening experiences, those kinds of things. And I've never, thank God, 
up to this point, never had anybody have a bad trip uh, when I'm doing the work. And I'm not saying this in a bragging way. But I, I want to share something with you about that. This is, I believe, because I was told by my inner guides, by God, that I could only bring people as high as I had brought them deep, meaning they could not go high unless they were grounded. So the more grounded you are, the more you can go up. And it seems the opposite. So many people are trying to find these up experiences by giving themselves stimulants or other things that actually disconnect them from reality, from themselves, and from their bodies. And I was taught never to do that, that we need to do all the healing work, which you just mentioned, and I, I say bravo, that is so true. Do the healing work so that your unconscious isn't full of these demons to start with. And to be more and more grounded in who you are and in real in reality so that you can have these higher experiences and integrate them into a more whole person. And so far, it's worked for me and it has worked for others. And so that's what I would like to really suggest to people who are interested in altered states of consciousness, that you be very careful not to just go floating off in an ungrounded way into something that could be, at best, foolish, uh, you know, and just kind of doesn't really change anything. But at worst, kind of like, I don't want to use the word dangerous because I don't want to scare people for nothing, but just could, could um, uh, in let's say to, what's the word for that, to reinforce an ungroundedness that you're already having. And this we see with people who get themselves believing that they are in altered states of consciousness, that they're, and then they start hearing voices that tell them what to do, and they really think that this is reality, and they don't realize that they've gone off. And uh, we don't want that, do we? We really want this to be healing for healing and wholeness. Yes. And, yeah. Yes, and I have found that uh, when I've had some so-called mystical experiences, uh, I did feel more grounded in a kind of a, a deep feeling of harmony with life and with other people. I love that you said that because, you know, we if we experience oneness, which many people report that they do when they're going into other dimensions or into altered states of consciousness, but they're experiencing in such an abstract way that when they come back from reality, they, uh, you know, or from that altered state into another state of consciousness, because remember I said there isn't a normal state of consciousness, uh, they feel so alienated from that con- state of consciousness that all they want to do is to do it again, and it's like an addiction, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's not changing them in the world. It's, it's like people who start using drugs, and all of a sudden, it's they're not using drugs in order to make life bearable, they're functioning and working in order to support their drug habit. Yeah. And that's what begins to happen to people that become addicted to altered states of consciousness. And they live for those states of consciousness rather than use those states of consciousness and integrate them. Yeah. So yeah, I'm right. wondering if the guru, uh, since I was promised that he was going to come in and help mm-hmm, us, mm-hmm. Uh, sure. if the guru is there. Guru, are you here? Uh, where else would I be? <laughs> I made an appointment that I would be here. Yes. Okay, now everybody knows that 
the guru is somehow comes out of my mouth, along with Madame Mazurka, who is another character who isn't here <laughs> today. So anyway, so if the voice sounds a lot like mine, it's because it is. But it's not. It's like I go into an altered state. I mean, I'm, I'm tapping mm-hmm. into another dimension and the guru shows up. Okay, so I would like to invite you, uh, James, to be the, uh, the, the interviewer right now as the guru is on our program. Well, yes. Um, Guru, I'd like to ask your perspective on what we've been talking about regarding altered states and uh, what are uh, ways, uh, good ways for people to work with altered states. Well, of course, I agree with Beth because I have been feeding her this information during the whole program. So if I wasn't agreeing with her, I would not be agreeing with myself. And so <laughs> we are... Um, I am very aware of the escapist tendency of uh, the human being. And um, so the first advice that I would give to anyone who wants to do this kind of work is to stop escaping. That if you really really want to uh, experience what we might call a cosmic consciousness, you have to be um, in world consciousness, in the earth consciousness, in the awareness uh, that... You are not going to sleep. And um, yes, that is very good that what you were sharing, uh, James, about the relaxation. But relaxation is only one form, of course, of altered state of consciousness. And the other forms are exemplified by what Beth was talking about, like the effects of food on people that alter their chemistry. That is another um, state, uh, but also you can become uh, one with the vibrational frequencies that we are normally not aware of. People like uh, like Beth and many others, uh, may per- perhaps many who are listening to this program, are very aware that they are vibrational beings because they feel it. Uh, most people are not in a state of consciousness where they can become aware of this level of who they are. They experience their body as a... She was using the word static uh, for the uh, normal states of consciousness, or what people think are normal states of consciousness. And indeed, um, what people experience is their bodies seem static to them, uh, except insofar as they will have gas pain or other uh, hiccups or something that uh, is out of the ordinary or some other kind of laugh or something like this. And other than that, they, f- they feel their bodies as solid. I should say maybe solid is better word. Um, it's sometimes difficult for me to translate uh, what I'm trying to say. And so you experience yourself as solid when you are absolutely not solid in any way. Mm-hmm. And to be able to experience that not solidness, that not solidity, <laughs> is a an extremely important step in uh, the evolution of the human being because it is not so much a mental state where you have, for instance, a fantasy that you are coming into Egypt uh, floating on a cloud and descending on a floating elephant, but that um, which is uh, very fun. Uh, kind of uh, experience and of course you're entitled to do that it's like watching a movie for free <laughs> and you also your unconscious mind gets to um, uh, to control 
the experience and create for you anything you want is wonderful and fantasy has its usefulness. But in fact, you are not going to be floating down on an elephant. That is not actually what is happening. But when you feel the vibration of frequency that you are in uh, actually beginning to experience the world as it is, which is a vibrational experience, and when you do that, you are coming closer to the truth and uh, to the reality of what is rather than escaping into a lovely story in your head that you are enjoying. How do you feel about uh, using an altered state for uh, confronting uh, one's uh, uh, embedded uh, patterns, uh, hidden uh, blocked memories and so on, as for example, in, in used in the field of hypnotherapy or in psychoanalysis or uh, therapy in general? Uh, this is a very good technique and tool. Uh, it is, of course, an altered state in the sense that Beth was talking about the many, many states. We have this uh, access. Uh, this is very good because this, too, is about becoming more in touch with reality. The people who are in state of franticness, which is the normal human uh, state of mm-hmm. mind and consciousness, are not experiencing either the vibrational frequency uh, of that moment of what they are truly experiencing, nor are they feeling or experiencing what is truly happening within them, which is these deep emotions that are truly uh, transferring into behaviors which are usually very irrational. And so this, again, is a very good use of a tool, a technique, which is helping people to become more grounded in reality of who they are. Yes, yes. Is there anything you might recommend that might help people uh, access uh, altered states in, in a healthy way? One thing that is very good for people, well, there are two things. Uh, one, I think I already alluded to to extent, um, a small extent, was to stop running. Um, and maybe I could uh, mm, boil them all down to uh, stop running. Their tendency to be frantic uh, in your activities, uh, the tendency to uh, stuff the feelings, uh, next week, I understand this program, we are going to be talking about the food. I think that uh, Madame Mazurka is, is going to be with you this time. And uh, so all of these things that we do, be aware that uh, how many of these things that we are doing are altering our state rather than connecting us to what is real. So I am saying to you that in essence, the altered state is the state of heightened awareness the altered state that we are, uh, are attempting to support people. So to stop doing the many things that you're doing every day in order to not feel, that is a very big thing. You cannot expect that you are going to be having the genuine spiritual altered state that of which I am speaking of, connecting more and more to what is, if you are polluting yourself with drugs, even though many people believe that they are doing that, and many of you will be offended by what I am saying, but this is true. So that, that it is drugs, 
to change your state and you think that you are uh, achieving something or you are eating or you are running or something. I do not mean to say that there is never a utilization of a drug that could be supportive, but this is, again, very similar to what you were saying earlier, James. Is it can give people a sense of what is possible, but if you are doing that, you are experiencing the drug and not the reality. It only appears that way. And so to clear out the unconscious and the clear out the fears and the motives that cause the human beings to run and to stuff feelings and to do all of that is a huge part. And the rest of the stop running is to stop and feel. And when you are with a good teacher and uh, you are with someone like Beth who can um, bring through the energies very strongly, when she or other people bring through the energies very strongly, it is easier for the people who are not trained to do that, to experience, to feel it. It is like turning up the um, the speaker. Huh? You understand? The vibrational yes. energy is always there, but the experienced teacher can help to amplify it so that the people who are somewhat deaf can hear <laughs> So we stop being so deaf, blind, and dumb, as yes, you were and, talking about. Yes, and when, uh, uh, once you have had that experience, again, you begin to know, and you begin to experience in your body people who uh, do yoga or tai chi are tuning in very often to the subtle energies uh, of, the, uh, of the universe. And what about uh, intuition, cultivating? You talked about increasing your awareness. What role does intuition play in this? Intuition is uh, also very important because it is not uh, separate from the human being. It is actually uh, a combination of all the faculties you already have, every sense you already have, plus the ability to connect to what is real and is invisible, which is most of what is real is invisible. The humans have very little <laughs> ability to perceive. And I say this without criticism because this is the way human beings are designed. And so intuition is, of course, very important because it allows you to perceive what you cannot perceive in your everyday consciousness. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to interrupt this at this moment because we are going on to a commercial break. And yes. um, when we come back, we are going to see what it is that the guru has in mind that we're going to do today. <laughs> 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 so uh, do not go away and um, st- stick around and we'll see you after break. Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. 
Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Hi. Well... I feel like singing that song. This song is way from before the times of most of our listeners. It's, do not forsake me, oh my darling, on this our wedding day. So I was just thinking, do not forsake me, oh my guru, on this <laughs> altered consciousness day. So not that I haven't many, many times uh, promoted uh, you know, an altered state of consciousness, but for some reason I feel more nervous about doing it today, maybe because I can't see the people. They're not sitting in the room. <laughs> and uh, because I've promised that we can do this even if you're not with us now. Now, I'm not promising that you're going to feel this. I'm just saying that we're going to co-create this experience. And if you're able to feel it, great. And if you aren't, well, that's great too because at least you're going through the experience. So, what do you think of that? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, what is it that we're going to do? I have no ideas. Just a moment. (sighs) Also, I can't do a lot of chanting, which is a great... Oh, I should mention that. Chanting is a great way to go into an altered state of consciousness, too. Um, But I'm not going to be able to do much chanting because my... Voice, my throat isn't working very well, so I'm assuming that means that's not what we're supposed to do. Look at this confidence I have. <laughs> okay, so let's all take a deep breath. <sighs> if there is anyone out there in the audience who is saying, I hope she can't do this, would you please let that go? That is very unscientific. <laughs> it is very unscientific to try to put the kibosh on something. Just because you want to prove your prejudice. Okay, so let's have everybody come together and let me see. What we're going to do first is we're going to focus on our third eye. The third eye is kind of a mythical point of energy concentration that's um, in the, mm, not in the middle of our forehead, just a little bit in the center of our forehead. It's a, it's a field, and when I say it's not in the middle, it may not be as high as the, the middle, but is in the center. And just ask yourself intuitively, where is my third eye, and let me center my attention and focus on it. This is not the way we always do it. There is no the way we always do it. It's just what I'm being guided to right now. And take another deep breath. Ah. And everybody's released because 
as James was referring to earlier, you know, the relaxation is so important. So feel the muscles of your body relax, your shoulders, your arms, your legs, your feet. Feel your body relax. And I'd like you to see, not visualize, but see, which is different. It's not like you're going to create this. It's you're going to allow yourself to see something that is already there. A stream of energy moving through your third eye, coming from outside and going through that central point in your forehead and just see it because it is there. Because your third eye is always picking up information from the world, from reality. Now squeeze your eyes a little bit and see if you can't feel it a little bit more intensely. Squeeze and release and squeeze and release and squeeze and release. (sighs) If you hear me taking a deep breath, just follow with me because I can't say the words and do it at the same time. Ah, and feel that stream of energy now moving down all the way down through, through your shoulders and through your arms and through your hands. And James, are you feeling any vibrational energy coming through your arms and your hands? Uh, yes, I feel my hands tingling. Okay, very good. Now squeeze your eyes tight again. And I'm going to do something. You don't have to do anything. Just breathe in and out. Now feel that energy field starting to move more deeply down through your chest and down through your torso and start to feel that energy moving down through your hips and your legs and to your feet and down to the ground. Feel yourself extremely present, extremely alive. And see if you can't notice any sense of vibration anywhere in your body. I can feel it moving all the way through me. What about you, James? Yeah, I feel uh, it moving all the way through my limbs, my legs, and uh, tingling in the bottoms of my feet. Now, if you don't feel it, don't worry about it. You're probably experiencing it, but not as are you're not as attuned as we are, but some of you will, and some of you will be experiencing it in a slightly different way, a slightly different perception. <sighs> now I'd like you to breathe into your belly button. Oh. 
feel the energy moving very, very uh, condensed way into the groin area and down through the legs into the earth. And feel yourself reaching down through the earth all the way to the center of the earth. And as you do now, I'd like you to open the crown, which is at the top of your head. Now open it and experience now that the energies are flowing down through the crown. You are already very grounded because we have already grounded ourselves deeply to the earth. And you may feel some heaviness coming down through the top of your head, through your third eye, through your eyes, through your face. Just let it be, whatever it is. Don't question, don't doubt. Don't edit. Now I'd like you to feel the bottom of your spine, the tailbone. Feel your tailbone. Feel it rooting more and more to your chair. (sighs) You may notice some tension growing in your legs as you respond to the energy that's perfectly all right. Feel yourself rooting more and more to your chair. bring your attention to your heart notice if there is some pain in your heart don't judge it we all have pain in our heart feel it filling up your heart feel it filling up with energy even if that energy feels like uh, pain, dull pain, sharp pain. Let it be. Uh, uh. I want to tell you that you are not alone. Take these words into your heart. First, you have one another. See the many thousands of people who are with us right now in the the body or the spirit. Know they are there. Welcome them into your heart. Feel that pain in your heart with the idea, the belief, we begin with idea, belief here, that there are thousands of people, maybe more, right now, with you. 
And now if your eyes have been closed, I want you to open them. And I want you to look out of the corner of your eye to the right. And see, but do not focus on anything. But let it be there in that field of consciousness. And be aware that everything that is in the room with you is part of you because it impacts your vibration. Every color will alter your consciousness. But as that is true, it is also true that in this moment we are so connected that we are not as impacted by anything that is in our field, in the room, the people, the noise, because we are connected to the whole. And you feel very full. So you are of this world, but you are not of this world. You are deeply connected to everything and yet connected so much that you are connected to the whole, not the fragment. And feel that strength that you have now from your connection to the whole. And now reach out your hands to us and to one another. And say with me, I offer you my wholeness. I offer you my wholeness. And my connection to the divine. And my connection to the divine. I am going to take your job, James, this afternoon. (laughs) As I am going to tell people that next time we are going to have a program about food and fat and feelings because food is one of the ways that we are trying to alter our consciousness that is not good. And people are so afraid of being fat, that that is what they focus on instead of noticing how they are using the food to change their consciousness. And we invite you to come back and be with us next week on the program. But I would like you instead, James, to help people to come out of this state of consciousness yes, in a be- few seconds. Okay, very good. Uh, very soon I'm going to count from one to five, and when I get to five, I'll invite you to open your eyes and bring your awareness back to the, the environment where you are. 
and you bring with you a full awareness of what you've just experienced, feeling grounded, feeling whole. Number one, take a deep breath, feeling more wide awake and alert. Number two, now wiggle your fingers and toes, feeling fully integrated in your body, all the way down to your toes. Number three, another deep breath, feeling more and more wide awake and deep breath. Number four, more and more wide awake and now coming to number five, eyes open, fully present. Feeling peaceful, calm, relaxed, and refreshed. Thank you, James. And please bring this consciousness with you into the rest of your day. I hope that some of you have felt the vibration with us and are in a more peaceful state. We love you and would like to hear from you, and we welcome you back next week. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Listen for the next edition of Inside Out with Beth Green and James Maynard next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.